drink and dance all night. Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our pants are feeling tight. Bottle service with BKP. Bottle service with BKP. Hi everyone, welcome back to a fresh episode of Bottle Service. It is me, your girl, Sarah Merrill Hall. Fresh off of just gallivanting through Europe for the last couple weeks. Um, sorry that I took a little brief hiatus. I was away. I was across the pond doing doing a little a little travel this summer, um, which we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna get into it. Um, I was gone. I was gone for sixteen days with my little bottle service baby. The OG, little Bodie, me, him, and my husband, we wanted to do this trip. We planned for it, we strategized, and we lived it. And I am here today to answer your questions, to tell you all about it, to tell you all the things we learned. Oh my God. Um, talk about a learning experience, guys. Uh, this was truly, truly a, a test. A challenge, a um, a triumph. I I think I think we did a really good job on this trip, but it almost killed me at several different points. It was not easy. Not not you know your standard um travel pre child pre child travel. Let me tell you that. But we did it. We did make it, and um I got so many questions. So many of you in my DMs being like, how are you doing this? Tell me your secrets. Like what, what, what are stroller are you using? What travel stuff are you using? All, all the things. So I figured it would be really great to come here this week and just, you know, spill the tea, fill you in, let you know some things about traveling internationally with a toddler and how to do it and things that I would do differently because let me tell you. There are a few. So, oh God. Okay. Where do we even start guys? Um, there, we, there's so much to cover and a lot of stuff I'm not going to talk about is things that we already talked about in the traveling with babies episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, that's a great place to start. I brought in, um, Kelly Starry. She runs an account called traveling with babies. She's like a traveling with babies pro. And she answered a lot of questions for me, like before I went on this trip to help me prepare this episode, so I now I w- have taken those tips, I've lived it myself, and now I'm just going to kind of like add on to that um, with this episode. So I'll say, I guess we should start at like packing for this trip because it was so daunting to even just like think about what to pack for this trip. You know, obviously getting myself together, I also had to get Bodhi together and Bodhi's bag together. And aside from like the the obvious like clothes and things for this trip, which like, you know, we joke that like as girls, like we travel when we travel, we pack like 16 pairs of underwear for like a four day trip. I don't know why, but that's just like we, we all do that, <laughs> you know, um, and that it, like when packing for a baby, that's like the same thought, like. I would pack enough clothes for like three outfit changes a day. Like I'm like, okay, if he shits himself um, twice a day, like we need to be good. And since we were traveling for a long period of time, I knew that we were going to have to like do laundry. Like there was no way I was going to be able to pack enough clothes um, 
for 16 days worth of travel with a toddler. So that's like something I kind of factored in. The first week of our trip uh, was all in hotels. And then like the second week we were going to be in an Airbnb. So I knew that I just had to make it that first week. And then when we got to the Airbnb, and into the second week that I could do some laundry. So aside from clothes, I want to just like rattle off my packing list um, because I think it's helpful. And like, I don't know, I think if anybody else is traveling, these are just a couple things to think about because there's just like, there's so much when it comes to like traveling with a baby, you got to think about the sleep. You got to think about like getting them around. There's so many things. So anyway, let me just like rattle off really quickly the things I packed aside from clothes. So a sound machine, crib sheets. Like I knew um, I didn't bring a pack and play with us, especially because we were traveling internationally. That shit is like, uh, it's big. Um, I, I have traveled with it when I've traveled like domestically. When I've done like road trips with him, I'll bring our own pack and play. But for flying, we just ahead of time checked with like everywhere we were staying, our hotels and our Airbnbs to make sure that they had a crib available, which is very easy to do. And I'm glad we did it instead of lugging around a pack and play. So, but I did bring sheets. I did bring crib sheets just in case I ended up not needing them. Um, everywhere that provided a crib for us had sheets, blankets, pillows, all of that good stuff. I brought diapers, wipes, and cream, obviously not enough for the whole trip, but I wanted to like get us there. Um, I, I brought like one package of diapers. I I know I got questions about this. Um, and then I knew I was going to have to just buy diapers and stuff there, which like anywhere you go in the world, you're going to be able to find diapers. (laughs) Like I promise you, they might not be like up to the quality. Like I have coterie diapers at home. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get coterie diapers when I was traveling, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. We're going to all have to rough it a little bit on the road. Um, I brought medicine. So like your typical stuff, like Tylenol, Benadryl, um, teething tablets, like whatever you have, just, just in case, I think it's important to have those things, books, toys, pacifiers. I brought three pacifiers with me on this trip. By the end of the trip, we were down to one and I was treating this fucking pacifier like it was my prized possession. I knew when we got down to that one pacifier, cause like you just inevitably lose shit when you're packing and going to different hotels and blah, 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 what have you. Um, I knew we were going to lose things, but when we got down to that one, it was scary. So maybe bring more pacifiers than that. The slumber pod. I did bring the slumber pod, which if you listen to the episode, um, the original travel episode, we talked about this at length. I think it's like my number one travel hack. The slumber pod is basically this like blackout tent that you put over the crib, which is great. Especially we, we ended up like moving five different times within 16 days, which we'll get into. Would not recommend. (laughs) Um, But it's so good because not only does it create like a good sleep environment for your baby, but also like if your kid is kind of in these new rooms every few days, I think it's like hard for them to go to sleep and like be calm. Um, So the slumber pod for the win, always highly recommend the slumber pod. Um, I brought an iPad and headphones and I got an iPad case for the iPad. So that was just like for Bodhi's screen time when we needed it, especially for flying long flights Uh, really came in handy. I packed his toiletries, um, bibs, which I never really used, to be honest. And then my Nanit with its travel stand, really, really big Nanit 
travel for travel fan for a lot of reasons, but it was just so great to have, you know, we were able to like set up the Nanit and, you know, venture into the hotel. So when he was napping during the day, like we could go down to the pool and like, you know, check on him and all of that good stuff. I know there's like some people are weird about that, but we do it when we travel. I mean, we're not going to like leave the premises, but we, at least when we have a, a Nanit with us, we like feel comfortable, like at least hanging out in the hotel and not being stuck in the room for his nap times. And then my travel stroller. Got a lot of questions about this. My travel stroller of choice is the Uppa Baby Menu V2. That's the one that I have. I had to like double check on the name. I know that's a mouthful. Uppa Baby Menu V2. I also, um, when I've traveled with him when he was a little bit younger, I loved the Duna. The Duna is awesome because it, it doubles as a uh, car seat, which is awesome. But for this trip, um, one, he's like gotten a little bit too big for the Duna. Um, we could have maybe squeezed him in it. But one thing about the Duna is like, it's not, it's, it's not the best on all terrains. Like it's the stroller function is kind of, eh, it's fine if you're walking him on sidewalks, but I knew we were going to be in Europe. I knew we were going to be like on cobblestones and like, you know, we, I just needed a, a, a little bit better durable like a more durable stroller and um for that the Uba baby I'm obsessed with I also like I use this all the time I I keep it in my trunk of my car so like whenever him and I kind of go on our daily adventures or like we go to the park or wherever I'm taking him around if I need to pull out a stroller I always just have it in my trunk I'm a I, I love my Uba baby big fan okay so anyway so that was like the main stuff that I brought let me tell you like packing for this trip was so stressful the day before I, I kind of got a lot of stuff together and then like the there was a few things I was waiting on Brandon to pack and then the morning of our flight we kind of had gotten most of the thing I'm kind of going down this checklist like going through all the stuff and the one thing on the checklist that wasn't checked off was the slumber pod I'm like where is it Brandon's like, I thought you had it. I'm like, no, you, you had it. You put it away last time. So literally like 30 minutes before we were supposed to leave for our flight, Brandon and I are like just tearing apart our house, like in the garage, in different closets, looking for this thing. We can't find it anywhere. When I tell you, I almost had a nervous breakdown because I was like, that is my number one thing. Like nothing else is important in this suitcase except for the slumber pot and we couldn't find it. Finally, I found it with like five minutes before we were supposed to leave for the airport, but it was like a very stressful way to start our trip. But we found it. We found it. We headed to the airport. I will say TSA, I had filled out um, TSA Cares, which is was a tip from from Kelly because I knew we were going to be traveling with milk. We traveled with milk and medicine, like I mentioned earlier, that, you know, it, it had liquid to it and, um, you know, a lot of the, I didn't want to like run into any issues with um, TSA. TSA was really cool. Maybe I got lucky with like a good guard. Like I didn't even need to do TSA cares. They're like, oh yeah, for babies, just like put all the stuff on the side. That's for them. We got through, they had to do some extra testing on like any of the liquids, but we got through pretty quickly. Wasn't an issue. Now let's talk about the flights because this is something I got a lot of questions about, you know, what to do how to get your toddler through a long flight. And let me just tell you, our flight there, like we're insane. Okay. So (laughs) 
a couple weeks before our trip, we had an original flight booked that would have been much better than the one that we ultimately took. It was only like two flights to get to our destination. We had to cancel that flight because we had some issues with Bodhi's passport. Story for another time. All I will say is if you plan on traveling with your child, like the second you even think about taking them international, just try and get their passport because it can be a long, annoying process. Anyway, so we had to end up canceling our flight and booking new flights like really close to our travel date. So we got stuck with these like shitty, shitty flights. Like I looked at the schedule. I'm like, we are fucked. Like it was three legs. We had three different flights. We had to fly to New York and then we had a three hour layover. Then we had to fly to Madrid where we had another three hour layover. And then we had another flight from Madrid to Mallorca, which was like our our main destination. When I tell you this all included with the um, layovers, it was 19 hours of travel to get where we needed to go. So I kind of going into it and I think like this is maybe a good attitude to have going into any kind of like travel situation. I'm like, this is just going to suck. You know, it is what it is. Like we just have to get through these flights and then we'll get to our destination. And it's probably going to be, you know, a couple days that are going to be touch and go and then we'll get through it and we'll be fine. So, um, you know, I came into it being like preparing, just mentally prepared that this was going to, this was going to (laughs) suck. And you know what? (laughs) I think that's almost like, I think that's almost the uh, mentality that you have to take. Like, because it is, it is going to suck. It's hard to fly with a young child, especially a toddler. I will say the good thing about these flights is that the longest part of the flight was like in the middle of the night. Like we left at 7 p.m., which is around like his bedtime normally. So I was hoping that at least that main part of the flight where we were going from New York to Madrid, the longest leg was going to be okay, that hopefully he would sleep um, through that flight and then we would deal with the rest. Let me tell you, in those 19 hours, he slept for a combined three. So Brandon and I did not sleep. Uh, I think I slept for one hour and Brandon also slept for one hour in those that 19 hour period. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. But some things that we did. So uh, even though that sounds really rough, like we none of us slept, um, Bodhi was pretty good. Like he wasn't like screaming or crying on the flight. And I will just say, like, thank you to Miss Rachel for that. Like, my number one tip for flying with a toddler is just screen time. Like, there, we throw out the rule book on screen time. They say, like, you know, there's, you shouldn't have too much screen time. I'm sorry. When you're flying internationally, you do as much screen time as you want. Um, the rules don't apply here. You want a good way to support a new mom? How about let her kick back and have some fun without the fear of paying for it the next day? I'm talking, of course, about morning recovery from more labs. Guys, if you want to recover faster after a night of drinking, you need some morning recovery in your life. It helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins. All you have to do is drink one little bottle of morning recovery the night you're drinking and let their proprietary blend of electrolytes and vitamins rehydrate and restore lost nutrients so you can wake up ready to take on whatever motherhood has in store for you. 
I absolutely love these. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I just can't afford to feel like crap after a night of drinking. So these really come in handy. And you can save 20% and support this show at the same time when you use code BIGKID at checkout. 20% off. That is a nice little savings, guys. So don't let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with morning recovery at morelabs.com slash BIGKID. And again, use code BIGKID for 20% off your order. Cheers. So that really helped us. I brought some toys, some books. Um, A lot of people asked me, did you buy Bodhi's own seat or what you did about that? So (laughs) in the name of research, um, I decided to do one flight without buying him a seat and then the flight home buying him a seat. And let me tell you, I actually don't think I would recommend buying a seat. I mean, one one of the things that is a benefit of traveling with a kid under two is that they get to fly for free. We were scared about this because we wanted, we definitely wanted him to sleep. He didn't sleep either way, (laughs) you know, like on the flight back, he didn't sleep either. Um, and then on the flight back when he did have his own seat, he didn't really want to sit in it. So he ended up kind of like sitting on us either way. Um, so I will say in my opinion, I don't think it's worth it to buy the seat. What we ended up doing is like we kind of stuffed him like in between Brandon and I. We tried to like lay him out. Like we gave him a blanket. We let it a pillow. Like he kind of like laid across me and Brandon. But he just like the kid wouldn't sleep. He just wouldn't sleep. So yeah, we watched a lot of Miss Rachel. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Before that, so our first flight, our first flight was to New York to get to the long flight. And you know, that's a shorter flight. We're just kind of getting started on what is going to be a very long travel day. And we're, we start the flight. He, we, we take off. He does, he did really well between, um, takeoff and landing. Like I had a, a bottle or a sippy cup ready for him just in case his ears were going to pop, but he was totally fine. Uh, but maybe like 15 minutes into that flight, like we tried to go as far as we could without starting the screen time. But after about 15 minutes, he had already like gone through all of his toys and he was like fidgeting a lot. So that's when we decided to bust out the Miss Rachel. Let me tell you, we get the we get the iPad out. Now, prior to this flight, I like got a lot of the shit together. Like I got like all the things for Bodie in line that we needed. I got the checklist together. I bought, you know, I we had an iPad, but I made sure to get the special iPad cover for toddlers and I got headphones. And all I asked was that Brandon, I'm like just make sure this all works. Just make sure it all works before we're on that airplane. So he showed me like the day before we left, he pulled it up with Miss Rachel. I had the headphones connected. I'm like, great. Make sure you download it. He's like, yeah, we get up in the air. We go to turn on Miss Rachel. He hadn't downloaded it. So now Bodhi sees the little iPad screen with Miss Rachel and he's like, ah, 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 and it won't play. And now we're in a real pickle. And I just like, look, I turn my head to Brandon and I'm like, did you not download it? The fury in my eyes, I think, scared him to his core. I will say, just to like a sidebar, I've been thinking about this piece of marriage advice that I got a while ago, and I just, it, it applies to this situation. And I think it's just good advice in general. But um, there are going to be times when 
your spouse drops the ball and there's going to be times when you drop the ball. And it's very important to give them grace when they drop the ball because you want them to give you grace when you drop the ball. So this is one of those situations where I was looking at him and he was like scrambling, trying to get it to, you know, work and download. And of course it's not. And of course the Wi-Fi is not working on the airplane. And I just like grit my teeth together and was like, I told you to download it yesterday. And he was just like, I know, fuck. And like in his mind, I think he thought I was giving him shit, but I want you guys to know I really held back. I really I really held back because I could have lost my shit in that moment. All that's to say is like we are not 20 minutes into this trip and like we are very stressed out. Like uh, I think just the amount of prep, the packing, the slumber pod not being where we thought it was, like getting us all through TSA, getting to the gate, getting situated on the plane. Like it is a lot of work and that is kind of the like – gist of this whole trip is just it is a lot of work to travel with a toddler and it's exhausting and it can be frustrating so these are this is one of those frustrating moments and so anyway that was a long tangent all that is to say to make sure for anybody planning on getting on a flight with a toddler make sure that you download youtube premium prior to getting on that airplane so that when you download Ms. Rachel, you can pull it up. We That's what Brandon didn't realize. He thought he downloaded episodes of Miss Rachel, but he didn't have YouTube premium, so he couldn't access them. That's just a pro tip. YouTube premium, make sure you have it so that you can just pull up that Miss Rachel when you need. But yeah, anyway, so we hadn't even, we hadn't even made it to New York. Like we hadn't even gotten on our main flight yet. And like we were kind of at each other's throats already you know between the slumber pod and the miss rachel like and and i say this only to tell you that this is kind of like one of the differentiating factors i would say between this trip and any other trip that my husband and i have taken is it was usually when my husband and i travel together it like we just we vibe like we reconnect we love traveling it's like one of the things that brought us together in the first place um and this trip was different because it was a lot harder than we were used to now another tip i will say um especially for long travel or if you have like layovers on in travel is to check with the airport you're flying into to see if they have play areas Um, I did this so for JFK I knew that there was like a a play area that we could take Bodhi to because we had a long we had the three-hour layover Um, we ended up getting stuck on the runway for like an hour and a half so we weren't able to go there but um, I think that's just like in general a good thing to know a lot of airports do have play areas for kids so especially if you have a long flight like being able to get them off a plane and like play a little bit, get some energy out before another flight is huge. Um, when we did finally make it to Madrid, which was really cool, um, in their airport, every single terminal had play areas, which I thought was really cool. And I wish that American airports could kind of like hop on that train because it's brilliant. Now, aside from the pl- of the flights, um, another big question I got was about time zone changes and like getting your kid used to a time difference. So this, is, again, is something we kind of talked about in the episode with Kelly traveling with babies. Um, but her advice, and this is something I did immediately and it worked, was to 
just immediately go by the time zone where you land. So we landed, I mean, we had 19 hours of travel. Um, none of us really slept and we got in at like noon and I was like, okay, we're going to do a nap because like normally he would have a nap in the afternoon. We'll do a two, three hour nap. And then we're waking up. We're all going to nap first of all, because Brandon and I are exhausted. So we're all going to nap and then we're going to wake up. We're going to get back into the sunlight and we're going to like stay up till dinner time and then go to bed at seven, which is like his normal bedtime schedule. So that's what we did. We just immediately went to the time zone that we we landed in. And I think that's just like a really good piece of travel advice. I will say, so that first night we are exhausted. We finally, we get down. Bodhi pretty much falls asleep at seven because he's like so tired. I'm like, boom, we nailed this. At around 1130 at night, he wakes up ready to start the day because that's like 6.30 our time and he usually gets his bottle at 7 a.m. And so he wakes up like basically like ready to party, ready to start the day. And it's like 11.30 at night and Brandon and I are like, oh, shit. So one thing, what we ultimately did is we ended up taking him out of the crib and I gave him milk because that's like in the morning, especially like that kid like doesn't want anything other than his bottle like he just wants he wants his milk first thing in the morning so I'm like let me give him a little bit of milk he's probably like jones in for that and then we just ended up having him sleep in bed with us he he did ultimately pass back out and then we all slept in till about nine and then we kind of like wung it like I will say like the first I thought it was going to be the first 48 hours that were going to be kind of like touch and go it ended up really being like the first three days were touch and go and we just had to be flexible with the schedule I tried to give him two naps a day and I would just kind of try and like keep wake windows so I knew like I would try and keep like three hours between naps and it wasn't like the same schedule that we were on at home it was a little bit you know touch and go those early days but we eventually after those three days like got him on a pretty consistent schedule where he was napping twice a day um, at consistent times. But I will say that those first few days were just kind of like we had to be flexible and that's just how it was. Um, I will say he also, we also made his naps a little bit later in the day than they are typically at home. And that's because like we were in Spain and Portugal and dinners are a lot later there and also like last a lot longer. So we just wanted to keep him awake um, a little bit later in the day, which we were able to do by um, maneuvering his nap schedule a little bit and making him nap a little bit later in the day. I will say that was probably the hardest part of the whole trip was the meal times, um, especially in like Portugal and Spain. Meals are like three hours long. Like even like lunch is like a three hour ordeal and toddlers just like ain't about that life you know like we could probably we can normally get him to like sit at a table for 45 minutes which I think is pretty good for a toddler all things considered but after that 45 minutes like he's done you know he doesn't want to sit it's not great so we definitely struggled at mealtimes on this trip we you know once again 
throwing out all the rules. We we brought the iPad. We brought we would bring out Miss Rachel, try and get that would help. That would definitely buy us like another 30 minutes or so. But a lot of the times Brandon and I were just like kind of taking turns, like getting him out of the high chair and like walking around wherever we were. Each each one of us had to do that. And it was hard. I, I will say like that was definitely just the hardest part of the trip. Like we really couldn't relax and enjoy a lot of the meals we went to, or if we did, it was like in shifts, you know, like we would just take like uh, each one of us would get a couple bites in and then we'd swap. And then that person would walk Bodie around. And then, you know, we, it, it just, it wasn't like, you know, your pre kid travel because that's like, that's like one thing we love to do normally on traveling. Like what's maybe like one of the top things on the agenda when we travel is eating. Like we, we basically like plan our like adventures when we travel around eating, going to great restaurants, doing this, doing that. And we just like really couldn't do that this trip or we tried at least in the beginning and we kind of gave up like halfway through the trip. We're like, you know what? We're just going to have to go to like, you know, not the top restaurants. We're going to have to go to like easy ones where there's like outdoor areas and whatnot. But yeah, screen time, bringing toys and then just like taking turns chasing him around are the things that got us through those meals. On the good side, I will say it was really cool. Like when it comes to food in general to like watch Bodie try so many new foods, he doesn't normally eat like I I actually thought that was like kind of one of the cool things of the trip like and he he thrived at this like he we would get him he he got his first gelato in Europe he got like he would have croissants every morning we would give him tapas croquettas like and he liked it and like that was kind of fun like I I did really enjoy like having him expand his his culinary horizons even though he's literally not even one and a half um, one thing I will note, so like, because we weren't eating the things he normally eats, he did get really constipated. And, um, you know how I mentioned earlier, like bringing medicines, like your typical medicines. Um, I forgot to bring stuff for constipation. So that's like one thing I will note, um, for anybody who's traveling with their toddler, like bring some kind of constipation medicine for your, for your little one, because the chances are they are going to be eating some different foods. And like this kid, he ate so many croissants, like so much bread that, um, yeah, he just, he got himself a little backed up. I mean, didn't we all on this trip? (laughs) Okay. So you may have been listening to this episode so far and being like, wow, this like doesn't sound fun. (laughs) And let me tell you, I mean, it was like, there was really great things that came out of this trip. I'm happy. I'm really honestly happy that we did it. Um, some of the good things, like it was really cool. Like Bodhi really honestly thrived, you know, during this time, like he doesn't normally get to spend 100% of his time with me and his dad. Like normally we're either passing him off to each other or we have a babysitter or he's going to grandma's. Like he just had 100% quality time with me and his dad, like the whole first part of the trip, um, which was awesome. And, and I, you know, it's really cute. Like there's, there's some memories I have that like, I think I'm just going to have forever. Like we would, you know, watch cartoons in the morning, basically in Spanish. And he just like loved being in the bed with us, like in the big person bed. 
Like there's moments like I remember him eating like ice cream at the pool and loving it or like he was chasing roosters in Portugal. Like there's so many like little memories that are just like core memories for us that I'm like really honestly grateful for. And I feel like I'll remember forever. Oh, my God. There was this other this other time like we were sitting. We ha- we stayed at this one like sick, sick, sick hotel it was probably one of the nicest hotels I've ever been to in my life. And we're sitting on our terrace and Bodhi's just like in his diaper and he's eating this like peach and like the juice of the peach is like going onto his little belly and he's just like squealing with delight. And Brandon and I look at each other. We're like, we're going to remember this forever. And those are the moments that like make all the other bullshit worth it. It was really like there were so many of those chasing him through like the windy streets of Porto. Um, him tasting chocolate with us like we did like this port wine tasting with chocolate pairing and he like ate all of our chocolate and then like ran around the winery um there's just like a lot of things that I I look back on and and honestly like especially coming out of this trip I you forget all the bullshit like you kind of all the bad parts like all the hard parts are kind of definitely like escaping my memory and like the good is what I'm is what's staying behind which is good you know <laughs> like that's how it should be um it also was really cool like I feel like he he kind of developed more on this trip you know he was like saying more words than he normally does he, Brandon made a good point he said like every every um new hotel we went to or new Airbnb we went to it was kind of like a new obstacle course for him to master like he's so used to being in our house and he knows where everything is and how to get around our house but like a new environments, he kind of had to figure things out. So we think like he actually like it benefited him in a lot of ways, not just trying new food, not just like seeing new cool places, but like actually like development wise, we think this whole travel was beneficial. Now, the hard parts of this trip, again, like pre baby travel, fun, exhilarating, relaxing, the the main thing I felt on this trip was tired. (laughs) Like it was just, it was, it, it is, it's exhausting traveling with a toddler, especially just at this age. It's just, it's extra hard. I think, um, one of the things is like, you just can't like take your eyes off of them for a second or let go of them for a second. You know, we're so used to him being in our house, which is baby proof, you know, none of the hotel rooms we went to were totally baby proof. The Airbnbs we were at, like we had to like one Airbnb we stayed in was like basically a death trap for toddlers. Like there was like a four, four flights of stairs, no guardrails, um, lots of different w- ways for him to get hurt. So like we just like couldn't really fully relax ever on this trip. I felt like like we were constantly making sure he was OK and And I think if he was like a little bit older, that would be easier or the opposite. Like if he was younger, it would be easier. Like we were kind of both saying we're like, we wish we would have taken this trip when he was like 10 months old. Like I think 10 months is like a glorious age to travel because like he would, they're not really walking yet. You can kind of plop them down anywhere and like do your thing. Like you can't plop a toddler down and expect them to stay put. Um, Some of the cities we went, I mean, Oh my God. We went to Porto and like, there's this beautiful, like, like Riviera area, like on the water with all these like restaurants. And, um, we would go there at night to like eat and like all there's tons of kids like playing on the strip by the water. And like all Bodhi wanted to do was like run and play with the kids, but there's like no guardrails. 
against the water. So I'm like, he could just fall in. Like if I, if I don't have my hands on this kid for 30 seconds, what's the first thing he does? He beelines it for the water. Like, so there was just a lot of that made it hard where I, as I think like, I think to do a trip like this again, we're going to probably wait till he's a little bit older. Cause I did see like couples and families um, with kids that were like a little bit older, maybe like four five, six who could like play under the table at a restaurant or like uh, entertain themselves a little bit better. And, and, not, and as the parent, like not having to worry about danger 100% of the time, like that would be beneficial. I kind of had this saying I made up um, on the trip because I remember we were we were out to dinner um, at one point and like, you know, Brandon and I are doing all the things. We're like putting on the iPad, checking on him, getting him food, doing the things, feeding him, running him around each, like taking turns. And like, you know, at the end of the meal, someone came up to us and they're like, you're your little guy is so good. Like he, I'd never even heard him. I never heard him make a peep. And I kind of made this joke like to Brandon after I'm like behind every quote unquote good toddler is two exasperated parents <laughs> because like that, it, it just takes a lot of work with a toddler to like keep them good, keep them in a good place. So I will say like, that's one of the hardest things of this trip. It was just like utterly exhausting and we probably we did it too long like that was another thing like we traveled for 16 days I think the sweet spot would have been like 10 days like honestly uh because it did take like three days to get into a flow um and by day 10 I was like this is awesome like we're having such a good time by day 11 I was kind of like okay (laughs) you know like I could probably wrap this up and we still had like almost a full week after that. So it was just, it was, we did it too long. The saying, okay. So this is something in the app ap- in the episode traveling with babies, Kelly Starry said, she said like, would you rather parent at home or on the beach with a margarita? And I would totally rather parent on a beach with a margarita or like, you know, insert wherever your vacation is. I will say I, after doing this now, I don't totally agree with that. Because the truth is like parenting on vacation is just, it's like parenting with the difficulty setting turned up too high, you know, like you're out of your comfort zone, your schedule's thrown off. You don't have all the comforts of home or like all of their toys or, you know, all the stuff that, you know, typically makes parenting easier. You don't have any of that. And on top of it all, you're also like spending a shit ton of money. Like that was, that was something that I think when I started like adding it all up, I was like, Ooh, is this worth the cost considering like how much work we're doing? Um, it's just something to consider. And it's just not the same. Like you can't, it's comparing apples to oranges of saying like, would you rather parent at home or on a beach? Like, of course I'd rather parent on a beach, but like it's not the same. It's not the same. So yeah, like those are some of the good things, some of the hard things, um, you know, some of the stuff that we dealt with on this trip. I did want to leave time in this episode for some Q and A's because I did, I put up a question sticker on Instagram and I got a ton of like specific questions that I think it would just kind of be easier to go through and answer. So let's jump into the questions, shall we? So one of the first questions I got is, what did you do for childcare? And similarly, somebody asked, like, did you find babysitting? How did you source it? So for childcare, really the first 
like eight days, it was just Brandon and I. And we basically traded off with each other. Like there was a lot of times Brandon had to work on this trip. So I would just, you know, take Bodie myself. We would do little adventures. And similarly, there was a couple times Brandon took him and I could go like lay and relax at the pool or whatever it was um, for sourcing babysitting. So one thing I realized I didn't know this because I've never traveled with a small child before. Uh, some of the hotels we stayed at like had those resources available. So two of the re- two of the resorts we stayed at um, had kids clubs, which are awesome. Um, basically like areas where you can drop your kid off for the day and like they'll watch your kid for you. Unfortunately, Bodie was too young. I think the cutoff for both of them was like three. So that's just like another uh, thing to keep in mind. And maybe like, maybe it makes more sense to do this type of travel with a kid who's like three or up because yeah, if I were able to drop him off at the kids club, like that would have been huge. Even though we couldn't drop him off at the kids club, I was able to still use the kids club, which was cool. So like there, we had like one rainy day where I just took him to the kids club. I couldn't leave him there. I stayed with him. But, um, you know, they had tons of toys and all that good stuff to play with. And he could kind of just like roam free and play. And there was other kids in there and I could sit on my phone and like, you know, chill for like a hot sec. Um, they also some of the hotels that we stayed at offered like had babysitting services that we could have paid for. We probably should have done that instead of taking him to dinner with us. That actually like looking back, I definitely should have done that. But um. Yeah, that that's one easy way to source babysitting. I've heard that you can like go on Facebook groups or um or stuff like that to find babysitters. I don't know. I, I, Bodie's a little young. I would feel probably a little weird with that. But like, if the hotel is providing babysitters, like I think that that's a good option. Now for us, the second half of our trip, we actually flew Brandon's mom out. And so we had her helping us with like the the last week of our trip, which was great because we, the whole point of our trip was actually, we were going for a wedding and, um, our friend, it was a child-free wedding. So <laughs> rich respect. I also had a child-free wedding, so totally get it. Um, but yeah, we brought Brandon's mom out with us and she was able to watch him so that we could go to this wedding. Um, we were saying maybe if we were to do this in the future, instead of flying out his mom, we would fly like our normal babysitter out with us. Cause it would just be nice to like be able to, or have the expectations of like, okay, you're going to watch Bodie now. Like we're going to go out and like not feel bad. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different with family. Um, so that's one thing I would say, maybe having, if you can, if you have the ability to, bring a babysitter that's also an, an awesome option but hey grandmas are free and they are they are great they are great we we really we were really like thankful and appreciative to have her join us on the second leg of the trip um okay next question strollers or car seat recommendations I already mentioned the the stroller that we use the travel stroller up a baby the Up a Baby Menu V2. That is a mouthful. I'll I'll link it in show notes if anybody's curious, but it was awesome. I had that thing on like all kinds of terrain and it 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 was great. Um for car seats, so because we didn't have the Duna, what we ended up doing, we ended up renting a car in in um 
in Mallorca where we were. And then when we went to Portugal, we rented a car and that, that's kind of how we got around. Like we, we drove to Lisbon, we drove to Sintra, we drove to um, Porto and a couple other places. And then when we rented the car, we just rented a car seat with it. It was like an extra 80 bucks on top of the whole car rental to have um, the car seat thrown in for the week too. So that's what we did. I think that's like a really good option. Someone asked me about packing diapers. Um, We talked about that. I just bought a pack. I brought a pack and then bought a pack while we were gone. Um, Best toys to keep their attention. We brought, I mean, my kid is obsessed with trucks. So we brought a bunch of trucks. We brought some books, which really came in handy. Um, We brought um, uh, this Velcro toy that I have. One cool thing I will say is like, he's so we're so used to having so many toys around this kid I was really scared about not having enough toys with us it was interesting to see like how he really did just engage with the small amount of toys that he had he engaged with them much more than when he has like 25 toys around him so that was kind of cool to see. I, I think that was interesting. Like he really just, even though we only had a small amount, he would really just engage more with the toys that he had. Someone asked, did you actually have fun? I did. I did. I, I feel like we've talked about this, but I, I have really great core memories from this trip, but there was a lot of moments that were really hard. Like I'm not used to like crying on vacation. I think there was numerous times I had a couple tears. Someone asked, would you recommend buying a plane seat for baby under two? And then someone else asked resort recos. Um, uh, We talked about the whole plane buying the seat thing. I think it's not totally worth the price. Um, And one of the joy, one of the good parts about traveling with someone with a kid so young is that they can fly for free if they're a lap, if they're a lap baby. I personally think it's better to save the money on an extra plane ticket and invest that money into a better hotel. I feel like a lot of these questions I actually answered in my ramblings. Um, But this final question was, was the juice worth the squeeze? (sighs) Yes and no. You know, Um, I think, I mean, was it worth it? Yes, 100%. Um, I'm so happy that we did do this trip. I think for all the reasons I mentioned, like the memories are so worth it all the bullshit um and I I really like I know I'm gonna look back on this trip and be so so happy that we did it I am so happy that we did it um would I do it again (laughs) I don't know man I don't know um maybe if I did some of the tweaks that we talked about in this episode like making it a shorter amount of time um yeah that would probably help I I think I think in the future I think I might just wait um, a little bit longer till they're a little bit older and, um, you know, for all the reasons that we discussed, but yeah, um, I, I hope that this was helpful in a weird way. Um, I hope that for any of you who are looking to travel with your toddler, that maybe you got some tips, maybe you, you know, maybe you're going to make some adjustments to your itinerary based off of some of the, the lessons that I learned. That's all I can hope for you. Um, so if you like this podcast, make sure to leave a little five-star review. If you can hit those five stars, leave a review makes a big difference. If you have any other like specific travel questions that I didn't hit up in this episode, slide into my DMs. Um, I've been answering a lot of questions there. So, you know, hit me up. 
at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall or, of course, on Big Kid Problems. And, um, yeah, we can chat from there. But um, wishing you guys all the best. Thanks for bumping along with me this week. And I will see you next time. Bye. It's a winter, but I'll say